Project Taryag Day 16. We started with Mitzvah Tzadiches, and that is the Mitzvah of the Arichas Neiris, preparing the candles in the base of Mikdash. It says, Yarech Oysa Aaron Avonav, about the Menorah, and Aaron is shown to prepare the Menorah. And that's the Mitzvah of Mikoha Tavas Aneiris. The dinner of the Mitzvah was every night they used to light the Neiris with enough oil that would burn until the morning. They were judged by the longest nights of the year, which is in Tevis, how much oil was needed to burn all night long, and they decided a chatzilog that was put in the menorah every single night. And uh, the other nights there, which were shorter, if the menorah would burn a little longer, there wasn't a problem. Besides for that, in the morning they would come, they would clean the menorah, those nights would have gone out, they would pour out the excess oil, the old wicks, they would refill the menorah and relight it. And how they lit the menorah is they would light each wick it would be extended to the candle next to it to light from the existing flame. And then we had the Nera Maravi, which is Machragas in the Gemara, which of the candles out of the seven branches of the Nera that Nera Maravi was. If it was the center one or if it was the second one, if you're starting from the east. And that candle miraculously used to burn longer and it used to be used as the, as the source to light the other candles from. When this miracle no longer applied in the base of Mikdash after the death of Shimon Atzadik, so then they would relight the Nehemarov if, if it would have gone out from the final Mizbech, so it would always be a candle of light. Right, there's a machlokes between the Rambam and Rashi. If the mitzvah is one mitzvah of lighting the candles, in which case, according to Rambam, they had to be lit not just in the night but also in the day, and Rashi learns that there's two separate dilim, there's one mitzvah to light the menorah at night. There's a separate mitzvah to prepare the menorah, to clean it in the morning, and they'll be ready for the next night's lighting. This mitzvah only applies to Kony, we're able to do avoider, obviously when it's the best of Mikdash. The reason for the mitzvah says the Chinuch, Shetzivana Hashem Yisparach Lies Ner Dorek Vesam Mikdash, like Dorek Sabayis, Nechavu Tiferes Ba'eneroi. The lit candles of Vesam Mikdash added prestige and honor to the Vesam Mikdash, just like people in their own homes. When they want to show something is important, they light candles. And the reason for that, that it, when people see the Basel Mikdash with a certain reverence, then it adds to the level of the Yura of, and Moshe Shemayim that they have within themselves. And it's always part of the same principle, that when a person is influenced by what he sees, or what he does. And same thing over here, the idea of the Nairus, which adds to the cover of the Basel Mikdash, was there to influence the people who would see it. The Bukhadim of the Kohen Hadjot, the Mishnasayim, the Ksonis, and the hat, which was the Mikvas, is called, were made out of, out of Pishton, were made out of linen, they were white, and the Abnet, the belt, was made out of a mixture of wool and linen. And therefore the Kohen could wear his begotten normally, except for the Abnet, which was really a mixture of shatness, was only allowed to be worn when a person was doing the Avoida, and then there was a hat to wear uh, shatness as well for that. The Kohen Gadol had eight Pagodim, besides for the four of the Kohen Hadjot. And the difference between the shape of the hat, which was by a Kohen Gadol called the Mitznefes, and uh, the Kohen, the Kohen Hadjot wore a Mikvas. As well as that, there were the other Pagodim he wore as well, and that is the Tzitz, which is made out of gold. The meal, which is made out of tchelis, out of a blue cloth, with golden bells and pomegranates at the bottom, and the aphod, which is made out of a mixture of also different kinds of wool and linen and gold, 
and the Choshen, which was the precious stones put on the background of gold, which he wore in his chest. That was in the normal way that outside on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Gadol had to go with Nebi with Nim into the Kodesh Hakadoshim, he only wore the white Bagadim, but he wouldn't wear the, the avnet of the regular Kohen, which was, like we said, a mixture of woolen and gold. He would wear a white avnet as well when he went into the Kodesh Hakadoshim. The din of the, of the, the Kohen's clothing on Yom Kippur is he wouldn't rewear them, they would make new ones every year. If a Kohen doesn't have the correct begotim, or they're the wrong size, or they aren't made exactly the way they're meant to be, then he's unable to do avodah. And not only that, a coin who does avodah without the right begotim is chayav mesavideh shemayim. And the, the mitzvah applies to any coin doing avodah to wear the correct begotim. And as we said, if he doesn't wear the correct begotim, he's chayav mesavideh shemayim. Mitzvah kuf is the isud not to take or remove the choshen from the ephod, the Pasuk says, The way they were worn, the Kohen Gadol wore the ephod, it was from his waist, it was like an apron which covered from behind him, and then there were two straps which rose to his shoulders, and which were the two Avnei Shem with the names of Nei Israel. In front of that were two chains connected to the shoulder straps of the ephod, which held the Choshen at the top, and then there was the belt of the ephod which came around his waist, and that was, it was tied to the Choshen at the bottom. And therefore the Choshen was attached to the ephod, and the Torah says it was not allowed to detach, untie the Choshen from the ephod. The reason for the mitzvah, says the Chinuch, Hashem wants to have a seinu, for our benefit, to make everything in the base of Midrash in the perfect way it's meant to be. And therefore the Begoyim at the Kongodal War, also, it should be in the best way to wear them. And therefore, the way, by holding the choshen down, by chaining it both at the top and tying it at the bottom, with tcheles to the ephod, made sure it stayed in place, and otherwise the choshen would have like moved up and down against the coin's chest when he was working. This is what the chen suggests, but he adds, We'll hold on to this until we find a better reason for the mitzvah not to remove the choshen from the ephod. This mitzvah only applied to Kohenim, obviously, who were able to wear the ephod, and but the issue of taking it off would apply to anybody who removed the Choshmah ephod, whether it be a man or a lady. Mitzvah Kof Aleph is not to tear the ma'il of the Kohen, the boss is Lai Kareya, and that they made an extra, so to speak, hem around the neck of the ma'il that it shouldn't get torn. This would apply to anybody who would tear the meal, both a man or a lady, obviously when they had the meal in the time of Beis HaMikdash. The reason for the mitzvah says, Tearing something is something which you look down to as being destructive. And especially at the top of the bar, the corner is more noticeable. And therefore we are warned with the love that the sad way the clothing the Kohen Gadol's wears should have a certain cover about them. And people should have the necessary reverence not to ruin or destroy the Beit HaKohen. Mitzvah of Beis is the mitzvah of the Kohenim to eat the meat of the Chathos and the Osham. The Pasuk says, The ones who affected the atonement for Klai Yisrael and others the Kohenim have to eat a chedek of the meat. And that the Gemara says that the eating of the Kohenim also brings about Kapara. Kohenim Oichim Abarim Miskaprim. Right, we have the Chathos and Osham. Only certain parts were brought in the Mizbech, the blood was sprinkled in the Mizbech, the Chalavim, which means some of the fats were burnt, 
the rest of the meat the animal had to be eaten by the kainim and the kodesh kadoshim, so they had to be eaten in the azara by male kainim within the space of that day and that night following. And the owner, such being the carbon, has no part of the carbon for himself. When it comes to other carbonists, such as kachim kalim, so then the split up between the owner having part, the kainim having a part, and a part which brought them is back. And over there, you know, there was a mitzvah also for the kainim to eat their chalik which was given to them. It didn't affect the kapara by eating it as it did by those kabbalas, chatas and ashram, which came for kapara. The reason for the mitzvah says the chinuch, the kabbalas came to perfect our thoughts in our kabbalah. To lessen the taiva within ourselves, the middles of taiva, and to strengthen the person's seichel. And therefore, by seeing the way the Beit Samir was run, with, you know, honor, with honor and with respect, with splendor, it brings into a person a sense of anava, a sense of humility, and when he's standing in the presence of Hashem, and therefore, the way that the kohen were treated with COVID, treated the korbanos with covered, that that it was eaten by the, the kohen themselves, it wasn't given to other people to eat or sold, or or treated disrespectfully in some other way, and eaten dafka in the azara, and dafka with a certain area of kedusha and atmosphere of tara to it, so that it, it raised the importance of the kohen in the eyes of the beholder. This mitzvah applies obviously when there is a bestimish that could bring korbanos. Only to the male kohen who are allowed to eat a korban chatas and asham, and if a person a kohen was entitled to eat didn't, and let the time go past, he was invited to the mitzvah asay, but it's a mitzvah asay which doesn't have a meister. The Ramban doesn't count this as a mitzvah because he counts the entire procedure bringing a korban as a mitzvah, as a mitzvah and the eating of the kohenim was only a part of the bigger mitzvah bringing korban, another mitzvah in its own right. Mitzvah kuf gimel is the mitzvah of the Mahdukatoris burning the infants on the enemy's bed. The Pasak says a hector of iron katoris sami babaker babaker that every morning and we also learn that every evening iron will bring katoris on the Mizbech Katoris. We would make the katoris Khazaltaris once a year in a very big quantity and then use a certain amount of it twice a day for the whole year. Everyone agrees that the mitzvah of making the Kataris and offering the Kataris was all one thing. In other words, it was made in order to offer. But there's a difference between the Rambam and the Ramban that the Rambam learns bringing Kataris is one mitzvah, even though it was brought in two installments, half in the morning, half in the afternoon. And the Ramban disagrees and he considers bringing the Kataris in the morning one mitzvah and bringing the Kataris in the afternoon a second mitzvah. The reason for the mitzvah, the goes with the Shetah, that it comes to instill a reverence in the eyes of people who watched it happen. And that's why it says, after the It's impossible to make something important in the eyes or the minds of people, except for things he sees them as being something of importance. And therefore, since a pleasing aroma is something that the nefesh of a person gets hanar from and attracts his attention, and the Reich of the was the finest blend of incense that we could make in this world. Al-Kadekach was so powerful that it would even be smelt from the distance of Yerichoi. So therefore, burning the base of Mikdash had that effect of, again, elevating the importance of the place in the eyes of the people who saw it.
This is a chiddush because really the kataris wasn't meant to be smelt. It was meant for the carbon. The fact that people smelt it, the Gemara says, is something which is unavoidable. Whereas the chiddush seems to be making that the reason for the mitzvah. How did they used to do it? It was made up of 11 different ingredients. The Torah only says four. But we learn from the extra words in Torah, samim, samim, that we add more until we come to 11 ingredients. And it doesn't have to be done that specifically by the coin god or any coin could bring the kataris. They used to choose different kind of opportunity because the Gemara says that it was a, a skudah to become wealthy and therefore they would give every coin a chance to bring the kataris. procedure for bringing the kataris, there was a lottery, so to speak, of who would be chosen to do it. The coin who was zaycha would take a, like a kind of a scoop full of the kataris, it's called a tani, and everyone else would leave the area between the heichel and the mizbeach at the time he brought the Kataris, it was brought Chashai, so to speak, in secret. And he would take a scoop of coals from his back, which would give the second coin. The coin who was carrying the scoop of coals would put them on the surface, on the top of the Mizbech Azov, and he would leave the Azara. And then the coin with the Kataris would pour the Kataris into his hands, and with his hands he would scatter them over the coals on the Mizbech, and that would cause the scent of the Kataris to rise. He would then be mishtachave, bow down to the heichel, and he would leave the ulam as well. Right, this only applied when there was a basic English to the male koinim who were able to bring katoris. Mitzvah of Tarad is not to use the mizbeach for the katoris to sacrifice on its karbonus or the fats of the bloods of karbonus with a notable exception of on Yom Kippur when they used to sprinkle the blood of the carbon of Yom Kippur, which means the par and the sarah which brought in Yom Kippur, on the Mizbech Azov as well. The Bible says clearly, the Tanarad of Kutaris Zara, one can't bring any other foreign Kutaris on the Mizbech, or the Oilo or Mincha, or any sacrifice or meal offering. But Nezich Latishkharov, they can't put wine in it. And it says the Bible, except for Yimilvai Khatasakipurim, that Achas Pashana once a year, they would sprinkle blood on the Mizbech Akhtaris. Right. The reason for the Mitzvah, like all Mitzvah Besa Mikdash, is that it's there for the in, to inspire the people working there or the people who are watching it. And it says the Chinuch, and Achar is this after this, We don't have to apply ourselves to what we don't need, or the Chapa is time, Lam Yitzavah Akel, why Hashem would command not to bring Korbanus on the Mizbech Akhtaris? Because that's the case, we have to discuss every aspect of the Avoida, why specifically this was chosen, not something else. Know the details of what Hashem wanted, we're not going to understand. And we understand the principle, even if we don't understand all the fine points. And even though the Chinuch says we don't need more reasons in all the details of the mitzvahs, I've heard that the Mokobalim have deep reasons in each prat of how the mitzvahs were done. The Chinuch doesn't reveal these to us, it's not clear if he knew them himself and didn't want to reveal it, or he just heard that there was such a body of knowledge of the Kabbalah, but himself wasn't aware of it. This mitzvah not to bring other Kabbalahs on the inner Mizbech, but only applied to the Kohenim, and when there was a base of Mikdash, and if a coin would transgress this and do an action of bringing another Kabbalah on the Mizbech, it would be Chayv Malkus. Mitzvah Kofei is the mitzvah on the whole of Klai Israel to contribute the Mahdi Sashakal, or half the Shekel every year, 
the money was needed to pay for the carbonus for the coming year, as well as the wood to burn the carbonus, the salt to salt the carbonus, the, the ingredients for lechem upon him, and the people who, the, the salary of the people who made it, the para adom if it was necessary, and all the other carbonus which were used either on a daily or even on an annual basis. The reason for this was, was because we learned from the Pasuk, that every year we need to bring the carbonus from fresh money, so to speak, which had been donated that year. Therefore, on the first of Adar, they used to announce that everyone was obligated to bring their half a shekel. They would set up collection points to receive the money and bring it to Yerushalayim. And the same amount, half a shekel, was uniform. The Bosak says a rich person can't give more, a person, person, poor person can't give less. And it couldn't be given in installments, you had to give the whole thing in one go. The size of the half a shekel of the Torah says the chinuch was the weight of 80 grains of body. That's the size of a half a shekel of a shekel. And who's chayv? Kainim, Nevim, Yisraelim, and Gerim. We're all mechayv to give a half shekel, but only men. Ladies and avodim and children were mechayv. But if they wanted to dedicate on their own and donate half a shekel, we would accept it from them as well. From ladies, Goyim weren't entitled to be a part of the Korbanus, and therefore we would not accept money from Goyim towards the half shekel. Right, they would bring the money to the Beis Migdash, and uh, when they came to the Beis Migdash, it would be separated into three different amounts. And the three stages in the year, they would take out money from the treasury of the half shekels to pay for the Korbanus. Since one had to give a half shekel, therefore one had to exchange money from a different currency or different denomination into a half shekel and it would cost money for the money changer to do the trans- ex- trans- transfer or the exchange then the person would have to add a bit more to what he gave in order to make sure that what was given to the Beis HaMikdash was exactly half a shekel. This mitzvah only applies when there's a Beis and as a result we need to raise money for Korbanus. The Chiv applied to all Jews whether we're in Eretz Yisrael and Chutz and if a person was did not give his half shekel he was a vital mitzvah to say. And besides that, he's also separating himself from Klai Yisrael, who all did give their chiyuvim, and he doesn't get the kapara, which the korbanus affects, because he wasn't the chedek of bringing the korbanus. Today we don't have this opportunity anymore, but we still have the minag of reminding ourselves of the half shekel when you read Pasha Shkod at the beginning of Chodesh Adar. As a reminder for the mitzvah that once was. The reason for the mitzvah says the chinuch, Hashem wants all Kaisal to have a part in the Kabbalists which are being brought the whole year, and therefore by collecting money for the Kabbalists from everybody, from everybody equally, so everyone is an equal Khalik in the carbon and the Kapar that it brings. It doesn't make a difference they're wealthy or poor, they're all equal partners in all the Kabbalists, and therefore the Kapara are brought about every day through the carbon Talmud will work to affect the kapara for everyone within Klai Yisrael. Mitzvah Kovav is a mitzvah of a koinim to wash their hands and their feet when they come to the Avoida. The Pasuk says, V'rachot sa'ar nevoin of himenu, from the kiyar is yudayim esraglem, their hands and their feet, b'voyim al-ayil moed, ayba gishma mizbech. When they come to the ayil moed, or they come close to mizbech, and they're mechuyif to wash their hands. This would apply in two cases, either when they were outside the Zara, and they come into the Azara, they need to wash, or even if they were in the Azara the whole time, but they were there overnight, because uh, the new day is Mechayim to wash again. Right, it had to be specifically from the Kiyar, 
or find the cure at least from a clean which was a clean kodesh. To wash from a clean chol wouldn't work for the best mikdash. Same thing the pasuk says varachot to bimenu, which means they have to pour the water from the clean or from the cure over their hands and not submerge their hands in the cure. Says the chinuch even though the din we have today to wash our hands before eating comes from the din of kodesh. For us, it's enough that a person puts his hands into the clay. He doesn't have to pour necessarily from the clay onto his hands. And therefore, here it says Imenu, and not in a different case. And therefore, even by Truma, when there would be an Indian to wash one's hands before eating Truma for a coin, there was only also Midrabanan, and therefore, same thing, as if this did wouldn't apply, he had to pour it necessarily over his hands. How much water had to be in the cure? So it had to be enough of four kainim to wash their hands simultaneously. It says Aaron Ubanov. And at the time, it was already after not even a view died, so the kainim were Aaron, Elazar, Isamar, and Pinchas, four of them, and were all able to wash their hands from it. Right. The water of the cure will also become possible if left overnight, and never had to be either only drawn from an underground source in the morning, or as later down, the cure, the inner working was lowered, so it would connect to the water um, which was connected to the ground overnight. The way he washed his hands, he put his right hand on his left, his right foot and washed them together, standing his left hand on his left foot and washed them together. Right, and you have to stand when doing that because like everyone in the base of it had to be done standing up. The reason for the mitzvah says the chinuch, to make the more respect, honor for the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore the fact that people had to wash their hands when they came to the Avodah, or when they came to work in the Beis HaMikdash, so a certain level of purity which was required. And even though a person wasn't mechuyev to wash his hands before every Avodah, it's because he was still busy with the concept of Avodah. Whereas if he fell asleep, or he went outside, or he had to relieve himself, whatever the case was, he would have to wash his hands again. This mitzvah will only apply in a time that was the best of Mikdash, only to male koinim who were able to do avayda. If a koin transgressed this mitzvah and he didn't wash his hands or his feet, then he's chayim mitzvah and besides that, his avayda is also unaccepted, it's possible.